Well, hello everyone. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing? Let's kick this week off. We got Super Bowl week. I just finished watching the Senior Bowl. Did watched all the practices. Did a bunch of Senior Bowl homework. A lot of interesting prospects there for the Steelers. But I'm going to concentrate today more on Arthur Smith. And I'm doing more and more homework and the fit and what he's done in the past and all those good things. And I'll be honest, I'm warming up to it more and more and more. I really like this situation. I think it's a good hire. Um, and I just have you know, eight to ten bullet points here that I wanted to talk about why I th- further think that. And first of all, I do not think he was a good head coach. I don't think he handled media well. I don't think he handled the vast responsibilities that head coaches in this league have to deal with. Good coordinators, good play callers, good schemers often don't make good head head coaches. It's kind of a crazy situation. That skill set doesn't correlate with being a great head coach, to be very honest. And still, one of... So, he did his best work as an offense coordinator with the Titans. Although, I will say 2022 was pretty impressive offensively for the Falcons, especially considering what they had to work with. But I think he does his best work as a lieutenant to somebody like Vrabel. Tomlin's a lot like Vrabel, where it's obviously his building. It's obviously him in charge. If he doesn't like Smith doing something goofy, he just... Doesn't let him do something goofy. That's different than whenever he's a head coach. He had nobody telling him no for some of the odder things that they did. So I think under the Vrabel as the, you know, the man role and Smith being in charge of the offense, that could work well with Tomlin. So that's one. I'm going to scratch that off the list. Um, A big thing. Well, I've talked to you a lot about play action. So just to reiterate that, Desmond Ritter last year, young quarterback, really wasn't very good. And I frankly don't think he's good to begin with. He was second amongst all qualified quarterbacks in play action rate. Now, Pickett has been at the absolute bottom of the league whenever he's in there, as have all Steeler quarterbacks going back to Ben of late. Um, that's going to change drastically. We'll see how Pickett handles it. I mean, his numbers with play action aren't blow you away. I mean, they need to get better. But I think a much larger sample size should sure help. So Ritter was second in play action rate among all qualified quarterbacks. I would expect Pickett to be certainly in the top five. And I shouldn't assume he's the starter, but... As of this second, that's kind of the way I'm operating. Folks, the big game is finally here. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. It's always fun with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile device. Head to Bet Online today and stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Now, a big knock on Smith 
He doesn't use his best players. I'll fight you on that. First of all, team target share. What's that mean? That means of all the targets, all the passes thrown through the course of the year, what percentage does every player get? Follow? Okay. The two, to give you some idea, the two guys that led the league in team target share, the percentage of targets for their team that went their way were Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. That should surprise no one. That's getting the ball to their best players, right? They get tons of targets. The passing game revolves around them. You know who's third? Drake London with Atlanta. Now, they don't throw the ball a ton as much as those other teams. But in terms of target share, team target share, Drake London was third in the league. I think that reflects very strongly for Pickens being, who's a similar player, could be in line for something along those lines. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts to me is a phenomenal talent that, like many tight ends, has had some bumps and bruises or some ups and downs throughout the league. He had a thousand yards though as a rookie. I mean, (laughs) that's hard to do. And that was Smith getting him the football. This is mind boggling to me though. I, I also think Pitts played injured much of last year, to be very honest. Just put cards on the table. Okay. Catchable target rate amongst all tight ends with 60 plus targets. Okay, how many of the balls that were thrown your way were considered catchable? Some of the worst in the league, th- there's four of them that are under 75% catchable. Tyler Conklin, only 74.7% of the passes thrown his way were deemed catchable, which isn't an exact stat, but you see what I'm saying? Najoku, only 74% of the passes thrown his way were deemed catchable. Dalton Schultz was just under that, 739 Okay, I mean, a quarter of the balls thrown your way weren't catchable. Sure helps hurts your ability to you know, make plays. Kyle Pitts, you just heard those numbers. They were all just under 75%. 64%, by far the worst. Catchable passes thrown Kyle Pitts' way last year. Only 64% of them were catchable. I'm not blaming Arthur Smith on that. I'm sorry. I'm just not. Because that leads me to, they basically have had the worst completion percentage quarterbacks while he's been there. I mean, Ritter's accuracy is horrific. Mariota's was worse. Now, Kenny Pickett or whoever isn't exactly Drew Brees, but it could be better. Another nugget. We've talked a lot about how we're going to see bigger personnel, and I very much believe that to be true. Now, I don't know if this is good or bad for Smith, but Pitts is a pass catcher. Jonu Smith's a pass catcher. They don't have a blocking tight end in Atlanta, so they certainly don't have a Darnell Washington. And they still ran the ball pretty well, really well two years ago, out of heavy personnel, extra tight ends. Now he actually has some tight ends that can block. I mean, especially Washington. I mean, they had really awful tight end blocking in Atlanta. So take that for what you want. Back to getting the ball to his best players. Talked about how they threw the ball to Pitts, just never catchable. Bijan, 
was brought in a little slowly. And there's an argument there for sure that they should have used Bijan more. But they did late in the year when they're trying for a playoff run. And I mentioned London earlier. His team target share was third best in the league. Now, again, this seems like ancient history. But who touched the ball for the Titans? Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. And a lot of A.J. Brown. That's getting your ball to the best players. I'm like, that's the big knock on him is everyone's like, Johnny Smith caught. Why did Johnny Smith catch that touchdown? Or why is Algier getting the ball? Watch the tape. He gets the ball to his best players, especially in Tennessee, but also very much so with the Falcons. And frankly, he didn't have all that many great players with Atlanta for much, for a lot of his stint. I mean, Bijan was a rookie this year, so he wasn't there the two years before that. And London was a rookie last year, wasn't there the year before that. Middle of the field passing. You're going to see a lot more of that. And especially to in-breaking big receivers. That's a big thing they do with London. I think you're actually going to see Pickens run deep ends, things like that. You know, be a big receiver. And I also think they're going to add another third receiver, I'm sure. We've talked about this. How much are they going to, you know, how much are they going to prioritize that? I mean, if, if he doesn't ever put three receivers on the field, who knows? And I'll get to that in a second. There's an alarming stat for that. Or if you give them three receivers, we put three receivers on the field more. But I do think when they add a receiver, it will be a big-bodied guy. I mean, even like Mac Hollins is a guy that Atlanta used a lot, who's kind of like their Boykin, you know, blocker, special teamer. But they played him more than Boykin would play because they don't have any other good receivers besides London. But no, middle of the field passing, in-breaking routes, get used to seeing that. So this is nuts. 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three receivers. The Niners, Atlanta was had the fewest dropbacks out of 11 personnel. Not even completions, could have been a sack, just a dropback. So here, the Niners were second most. They had the best offense in the league, by the way, the Niners. But I'm not saying the Steelers are going to become the Niners. But anyway, the, the Niners dropped back in 11 personnel. 270 times. That's a very low number. That's 30 teams dropped back out of 11 personnel more often. Again, the Niners were the best offense in the league, though. Atlanta, 86. It's like, I can hardly believe it. 86 dropbacks out of 11 personnel. I mean, there's a chance the Steelers do that in two and a half games. (laughs) I mean, I'm just kind of guessing. If you live in 11... You have 30 dropbacks a game, give or take. 86 dropbacks all last year out of 11 personnel. Of course, that's going to go up a lot, but it's unbelievably low. <laughs> Let's just do that. All right, folks, I just had some stuff I dug up over the weekend. I wanted to get that to you as soon as possible. Over and out. Take care. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.